All right. Well. <laughs> How? How did she do that? We just don't know. It was like I meant to click one button. <laughs> oh, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I just clicked. I Instead of clicking, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It's live production. I'm going to put up my... Uh, we're going to skip the intro music today because here I am. I'm going to put up my overlay because professional. And I'm um, going to acknowledge that I've done better before. I have done better. I'll take that in. I'm taking my own constructive criticism and know that next time I will play my intro song <laughs> instead of just clicking the wrong. Yep. Well, we live. We live on this Friday, April 23rd. And in all fairness to me, y'all know I don't sleep anyway, but especially on Falcon and the Winter Soldier nights, I do not sleep because this comes out so late. And then I watch it, and I've got like 18 other things to watch. And last night, not only did I watch The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I also watched Minari, which I am so fucking excited to talk about today on this show. Oh, I'm excited for both these things. As you guys know, no spoilers in the chat. We're going to end with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, so no spoilers until we get to that part. But I'm really, really excited to get there. I watched Minari. I'm obsessed. We're going to talk about that. There was the dumbest article I've ever read in my life from a man who is rethinking his dedication to Disney and the theme parks because he's conservative. We'll talk about that. Just doesn't make any sense, but okay. And Mortal Kombat reviews are in. I didn't get the screener because they said, we're going to send it to you if you matter enough. And then they didn't send it to me, which is what happened. And it happened sometimes. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. For those of you guys who didn't see my Instagram story and want an update on Grammy, we did get dinner last night. Thank goodness. Uh, I, I might have had to drag her out. We almost had a fall, too. It was, But we didn't. And it was great and glorious. And she did her makeup and her hair. And she was feeling good. And we had delicious food. We went for Chinese her appetite is kind of bad recently, but yeah, it was it was great. I posted the picture on Instagram and Twitter if you guys want to see, but I can also kind of hold it up here. Uh, I was just really happy to see her. I'm always happy to see Grammy, but it's just really, really nice. Come through, Graham. Come through. She looks so happy and stuff. So, yeah. All right. So we got a lot to talk about. Please go people see. Don't forget streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stratter. Super chat in. Get me your questions, your comments, concerns. It has been light as fuck recently. So if you can support, please do support. Appreciate you mucho, my friends. And also, happy weekend. We're getting back-ish to normal life as people are vaxxed. That means that we're going to the club. No, we're not quite there yet. But we can go to dinners. You know, some drinks outdoors, masked indoors, vaccinated crew. That's what's up. All right, Glenn Caesar in the house in the stream lab says Miles Cosgrove, Brett Hankison, Jonathan McNamee, Russ Cops who killed Brianna Taylor, all three of them, four killing Brianna Taylor. Hope today is the day. Justice for all the people who've lost their lives due to excessive force. Hashtag say their names. We continue to say them here on the show, Glenn. Glenn also says hello and good afternoon, Rocks. RJ, 
Chunk, Skittles, GPS, Misdirection, Silver, the Elf, Ziloqueen, Badges, Dimples, Rocks, Critiz, Schmodown, Moti, Well Wishes, and Thanks for Hanging Out. Love to you, Grammy and Popo, Peace, Bunnies, Hugs, and Good Stuff to you and yours. Congrats on the Roxy and Grammy dinner last night. That's fucking news. It was great seeing that picture of you two smiling together. Thanks for sharing it with us. Grammy and Roxy are the best. Grammy and Roxy are number one. Yeah, yeah. Happy Grammy and Roxy days. Yeah, it was really good. She needed it. We got to get her out more. I said, Grammy, we have a once a week standing date where I take you out to dinner. And she said, we'll see. We'll see. So you're saying there's a chance, Graham. Glenn also says, RJ and everyone who shows up to give all their support whenever, however, uh, when it gets tough, even if you're by yourself, you're not alone. Everyone who's battling, keep on fighting. You are a winner. You're kind. You're smart. You're unique and showing up for people who need and want it makes you dope AF. Being so unselfishly loving and supportive of others, including strangers, whether it's on the internet or not, makes you humane and worthy. Your story is important and deserves to be seen and heard. Be most excellent. RJ and Rockstars, cheers to fuck yeah news, laughter, and joy for all of us each of our days, our weeks, our months, and even our years. Let's go Smets and everyone fighting for today, tomorrow, more. Smash cancer all day, every day. That's what I'm talking about, Glenn Caesar. Thank you for the kind messages as always. Morse code Z in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, did you see that you were represented at the San Francisco Giants game last night, big therapy bunny in the stands. I did. I did see the therapy bunny. It was funny. Hey, I get it. Sometimes you need a little more, more need a little more bunny in your life. Send bunnies, y'all. Send bunnies. ZB in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, getting my first vax tomorrow. Happy you got dinner with Grammy. Have a great show and weekend. Everybody's got different reactions to these vax, man. But the one thing that's in common is that it's worth it for every single one of us. We gots to get vaxxed. We gots to get vaxxed. We got to protect the people who cannot. It's important. And cheers to everybody in here. By the way, by a quick show of hearts, who has been vaccinated? Send hearts if you've already had at least one of your vaccinations. One or both of your vaccinations. I want to know who in here has been vaxxed. I, if I wasn't hosting the show right now, would be sending hearts myself. As y'all know, I got my double vax. I've been vaccinated for well over a month now. And I tell you, life on this side of things is pretty, pretty. Okay, Lloyd Nance got vaccinated. Rob Fishbeck's been vaccinated. John G, Morse Code Z, Jake Yacoveta, French Taunter, Leonard Kim, Will McLean, Track Stars, Haskell 420. Uh, Heath Jones, Garrett Lee, Christian Hardesty, Adrian Bailey, Chris Martinez getting second tonight. Damn. Manny Gonzalez, Tim Miller, Juan Mendez. Love to see this, guys. James Brown, ASJ82 says, watching is behind, but I'm fully vaxxed. Then you can't be that far behind. Mark Jason Ollie says, not in my age group yet in UK. Wow. I didn't know that the UK was behind. What age group is it in in the UK right now, Mark? Uh, Philip Miranda with that heart. Love to see it, guys. Tom E. Evan Hooker. Brittany Parker. I got my second shot on Wednesday. It's been kicking my, ass, my butt. Yeah, but you're vax, baby girl. And that's what we love to see. Thank you all for everybody who's gotten vaccinated. Even if you've spent a day or two in pain, you're, you did it. You did it for the people and for yourself. So I'm glad that you guys are all 
and you deserve a little pat on the back. Mark says, I think over 40s. Wow. Y'all are, y'all are a bit behind. Oh no. I spilled all over myself. It is what it is. Mm. Okay. Um, so update for you guys. That, that thing that I got a callback for previously, I just got a um, chemistry read for. That's next week. And they sent me 10 new pages of sides, which I'm going to have to work my butt off on. But just told you guys I would keep you updated. I always tell you guys not to ask. So I appreciate you respecting that. So because of that, just giving you guys that update. And uh, those are my life updates. And not why you guys come to the show. Or maybe some of you guys. Speaking of which, in the stream of streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, Paul3JP says, fam, got my second dose of Moderna yesterday. Feel like shit today, but happy to be most of the way there. Using this time to pontificate on the lessons I learned on Wednesday. Are you actually Apollo on the World Girls? Apollo came in with some lessons, but I don't know if he actually... I don't know if he actually... uh, took them to heart it's hard to tell with apollo but i don't know uh let us know let us know what you guys are thinking streamlabs.com slash roxy stryer or right here in the super chat as well really appreciate all your support and thank you for joining me on this friday to kick off the weekend together that's right don't know what that is but definitely will make a rob fishbeck clip somewhere all right let's talk about because i want to start off with this minari This is why I happen to actually love the Oscars. And I know that's not a popular opinion. It's not cool to like award shows anymore. It's not cool to love the Emmys and the Oscars and the Globes and all that stuff. My two favorite are the Emmys and the Oscars. I love them. I know they fuck up all the time. I know they do things wrong all the fucking time. I know that there's a lack of diversity that is egregious in so many years. And there's they, they don't do it right all the time. That being said, I love, I love award shows for a few reasons. Number one, I love the glitz and the glam and watching all the people. Number two, I love people getting their flowers while they're still here, except for the few occasions, like probably what will happen with Chadwick Boseman or what happened with Heath Ledger. Usually you're getting your flowers while you're still here and not many people get to do that. So I like that. And then really it's because I think that it, Puts, shines a light on movies that you might not otherwise see. And here's what I can say pretty certainly. Had Minari not been nominated for Best Picture, I probably would have not watched it this year. It is $20 to rent right now. Y'all know your girl's not doing super well. So that $20 is a lot. You know, that's a meal. It's a, a full-blown, maybe two. And uh, it's like, all right, am I going to spend $20 on this? And I don't even know if it's good or what. And I've seen critics like it. But, you know, the average person hasn't seen this movie. So am I going to like it? And I was like, okay, well, I want to do an Oscar coverage. And I want to watch all the Oscar-nominated movies before the Oscars. The only one I haven't seen at this point that's nominated for Best Picture is The Father. I'm kind of concerned to watch it because it's about dementia. But I think I probably will. And so here, here's the truth that I'll tell you guys. Minari was like almost a flawless movie. It was so, so good. Oh God. You know, when you're watching a movie and as you're watching it, you step back for a brief second and just think, 
I love this. So not enough to take you out of it, but just enough to be like, wow, I love this movie. I love this movie. It, it's so good. It, send bunnies if you've seen Minari. I want to know, have any of you guys seen Minari? The, sh- the movie is fantastic. The performances are ridiculously good. I mean, it's some of the some of the best acted scenes and one of the best acted movies I've seen in a really, really long time. In case you guys don't know, actually, I'm curious how IMDb describes this movie. So in case you guys don't know anything about it, here is what, oh, it just says a Korean family starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas. I guess that is exactly what happens. It's a Steven Yoon's film, which uh, most people know him from The Walking Dead, but he's been making his round in a lot of other movies like Okja and he's doing some VO work and uh, like an invincible. I know a lot of you guys like that show a lot and he's incredible in it. Uh, The children in it are incredible. The grandmother in it is incredible. Will Patton is in it and he is so excellent in this film. Everybody who is on screen is just like, wow. I think that the, the grandmother give her all the awards uh, Ye Zhang Jun. Oh, she is so good. She is so good. Everyone is excellent. And it is a simple story. And it's a story about a family who are trying to do right by their family, but have different viewpoints on what that means and what that looks like. And it's a it's a movie about priorities and what your priorities are. And what will reveal your priorities to be. It's really good. I, I cannot recommend this movie enough. And I'm so happy that I watched it. Trackstar saw it. Brittany Parker saw it. Redford Reddington saw it. Jess Kuo saw it. Zeno Hour. Okay, so a few of you. A few of you. Not many of you, but this is worth your time. If you have the $20, it is worth it. Otherwise, I'm sure it will go down in price and y'all can wait. Lee Isaac Chung is the director and the writer of this. And now he is full-blown on my radar. Y'all know I have a hard time with subtitles because although it makes me sound like an ignorant American, I have a really hard time reading. I'm a very slow reader. I flip my letters because I'm partially dyslexic and I just can't fully. I have a really hard time with it. The story is beautiful and simple enough that I forgot that I was reading subtitles. They go at such a great pace. They're on there for such a long time. And there's not too much action going on behind it so that you can't read and keep up. It's got really strong dialogue. Part of it is in English as well. And I think they do a really good job of going back and forth. It's it's a little bit of a slice of life film just done exquisitely exquisitely so yes yes to this movie please go see it or please rent it i wish that for the 20 dollars i owned it because i would watch it again on the cover of its a24 no oh of course it is a24 makes the best stuff on the cover it says this is the move we need right now this is the movie we need right now um and that's a quote from the la times that's like what they're using as their you guys know how they will do that sometimes where they'll put the quote 
this is the movie we need right now. And I feel like that's kind of true because during this time of isolation, it, when we are questioning what our priorities are and what they should be when we come back. Yeah. I just could not be more into this. So in case you can't tell, I really like this fucking movie. What about you guys? Obviously we'll do another show on Sunday and I'm going to focus way more on the Oscars, but what are you guys thinking? How many of the best picture nominations have you seen? So out of all the best picture nominations, and for those of you guys who do not know them, I will state them. Um, but out of all of them, how many have you seen? How many are you planning to see by the Oscars? And uh, are you going to be watching the Oscars? Because are you like me? And no matter what, you just love the award shows. Or are you like, nah, this is not worth my effing time. Why do they keep on doing this? Award shows are lame at this point. I mean, don't say that because I love them so much. But I guess you could if you wanted to. They're so good, though. Y'all are crazy. So the nominees are The Father, Judas and Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, The Trial of Chicago 7. Of those, my favorite ones are Sound of Metal, Minari, Promising Young Woman, and Judas and the Black Messiah. I know I just named four, but those, those to me are the top tier. I really like Trial of Chicago 7, actually. I like Nomadland. Although I hear the community that it represents does not love that movie, so I don't always like that. Mank was fine. Mank was fine. It's my least favorite of the bunch, and I haven't seen The Father. So that is where I'm at right now. Let's see. So Evan says I've seen half. I think a lot of people have. Rob says so behind this year. Very out of character for me, to be honest. I've only seen Trial Chicago 7. A lot of them are not easy to access because they're on all different streaming services. Which can, be, which can be difficult. Netflix is obviously the most accessible for a lot of people. Christian Hardesty says, cutting out because work called me back in, but love ya. Also, I love same, maybe Sam, but I want the next Captain America to be a Marine. Huh. Interesting, Christian. I would love to talk more to you about that. Thank you so much for your massive support. And I know you have to go back to work, but maybe we can talk more about that at a different time. And I cannot wait to talk to you guys about Captain America, Captain America, about Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the end of this video. Let me know what you guys are thinking. Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. That's where you guess them Streamlabs in. All right. Let's see. I am done talking about Minari, although I really could do an entire stream on that because I loved it so much. Please go check it out. It's just simple and beautiful. And yes, for all the reasons. Yes, yes, yes. One man's rethinking his dedication to Disney because he's pissed that Disney has become more conservative or what the fuck ever. This is the dumbest shit I have uh, ever seen. This is a full-blown article where he is... This man is talking about how because people are now allowed to have their tattoos and because Disney wants to distance themselves from Song of the South, so they want to change... Um, the Splash Mountain ride, and because of all of that, his Christian conservative family is rethinking their support. He's like, full, you know, being straight up, just so you guys know, I am Christian and I'm conservative, which means that I'm not on the same page as the people who run this stuff. But you're losing business, and you need to do this as a business decision. This is an article in the Orlando Sentinel, and it was laughable. It was laughable to fucking read and get through. The article is by Jonathan Van Boskrik. 
and it's called I Love Disney World, but wokeness is ruining the experience. Ugh. Can we get rid of the word fucking woke? Can we get rid of it? The only people who use the word woke are the non-woke people, and they've destroyed the word woke. Oh, it's not woke to not be racist. How do we have to say that clearly? It's not woke to let women wear pants and to let people, it, it's not woke to have a small tattoo that you don't have to cover. It's not woke. It's not, uh, I don't know. I don't know why, why would somebody think that that's woke? You're not, that's not woke. It's not even, you're not making any statement. Disney isn't even making any fucking statement. Sound of the South is racist. They don't want that to be the theme of fucking Splash Mountain anymore. So they're allowed to make changes because they're not being racist and we're allowed to evolve with the times. That's not woke. Brittany Parker says only use the word woke when I'm singing Redbone. I love that song. I stay woke. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. That's the good shit. Uh, it was, it's so, it's so fucking dumb. So I'll read you guys a little bit of this article, but then I'll probably stop because I've already read it through and it's annoying. My family and I, okay, I actually feel like, and this is so bitchy because he's from Florida, not from the South. I mean, Florida is in the South, but not from where I'm about to put him because I'm about to give him a voice. I'm sorry to all my Southern people out there. I love you guys lots, but y'all know that a lot of people sound like this. My family and I have been loyal Disney customers for decades. We vacation at Disney World every year. We take a Disney cruise every year or two. Consequently, we spend way too much money on Orlando. Unfortunately, I am strongly rethinking our commitment to Disney and thus Orlando. The more Disney moves away from the values and vision of Walt Disney, uh, Southern, the the, le <laughs> the less Disney World means to me. Disney is forgetting that guest immersion as at its core of its business model. When I stand in Galaxy's Edge or Fantasyland, I know I am in a theme park. But through immersion and my willingness to set the real world aside, something magical happens. That spell is broken when the immersive experience is shattered by the real world, and boy, has Disney been breaking the immersion. Like, what the fuck? Why are you so mad? Recently, Disney announced that cast members are now permitted to display tattoos, wear inclusive uniforms, and display inclusive haircuts. He goes back and forth between like being a Jewish grandma. I'm like inclusive haircuts and and Southern. D uh, Disney did uh, Disney did all this in the name of allowing cast members to express themselves. The problem is, you tell us the problem, honey. You tell us the problem. I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. I am there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger's self-expression. I do not begrudge these people their individuality, and I wish them well in their personal lives. Oh, do you? Bless your heart. 
Bless your heart. Mm -hmm. But I do not get to express my individuality at my place of business. Well, that sucks for you. But also, we don't want to see this individual. What's next? Is Disney going to end the rule barring on stage cell phones using by cast members as an infringement of self-expression? No, because nobody can use their cell phones at work. You fucking moron. More broadly, like many corporations, Disney has been politicizing its business. Full disclosure, and honey, at this point we already know, I am a Christian and a conservative Republican. So the people who run Disney and I do not see eye to eye. We know. This we know. Mm -hmm. Regardless, corporations have always made politically motivated decisions. Usually it's due to the desire to make a profit. How smart are you that businesses try to make a profit? Wow, that's a good one, honey. Good one. Uh, but sometimes it's due to the values of the people in the corporation. Walt Disney used his corporation to express his patriotism during World War II. Remember, as rumors go, he was anti-Semitic. Whoop-de-doo. And his pro-capitalism beliefs afterwards. The difference today is that the people who run Disney use social media to scream to the whole world that a decision has been made for political reasons. This is a no. This is a no from me, dog. Disney is in the process of taking this part's amazing. The woke scalpel to the jungle cruise. Woke scalpel. Woke scalpel assemble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trader Sam is out because he might offend certain people. Every grown-up in the room realizes that Trader Sam is not a representation of reality and is meant as a funny and silly caricature. It is, it's not just adults in the room. Disney is for children, and they don't know. And we are teaching them, every adult in the room. Are you fucking dumb? Yes, because only adults go to Disney. Good point. It, it, and also, clearly not every adult knows that. It is no more based in racism than every Disney caricature of an out-of-touch white American dad. Uh. Um. Uh, okay. Next time I ride Jungle Cruise, I will not be thinking about the gloriously entertaining puns of the skippers. I will be thinking about Disney's political agenda. That's a mood killer. You know what's a mood killer? You. You're a mood killer. I hope we are never stuck on the Jungle Cruise together, sir. Because you're fucking annoying. Bryce R says his accent supposed to say all Southerners are ignorant. Absolutely not. I have a lot of friends from the South. And as I started this conversation, this has nothing to do with people being from the South. Just when I picture him. This is how his voice sounds, because people bitch about this kind of thing. And you guys know, just this is this is how I do it. Okay, he continues to say, same with Pirates of the Caribbean. Disney has made significant changes to Pirates of the Caribbean over the years. Whether Disney caved to political pressure or really thought the altercations were necessary is irrelevant. Uh, okay. 
good one. Pirates used to be one of my favorite attractions. My family would always ride it first on our first day at the Magic Kingdom. Now we do not even ride it every trip. Oh, no. Oh, no. When my family rides pirates now, each of the change scenes takes us out of the illusion because they remind us of reality and the politics that forced the changes. You guys get the fucking point. You get the fucking point. The whole article is like this. Grow up. Grow the fuck up. I mean, it's just so much longer. The article goes and goes and goes. You don't like the ride, stop fucking going. You don't like the ride, stop fucking going. You're so annoying. And I get that this is an op-ed. You're allowed to say what you want, but like, what? Who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares that they can show their tattoos? The woke scalpel. The woke scalpel is, like, are you pro-blackface? What's your fucking deal? Probably. Not into this dude. But now, forever, we know what he sounds like, at least in our heads. Andrew Thomas, unrelated to what we're talking about, says, Hey, Sexy Roxy, the finale for Falcon the Winter Soldier was awesome. Don't worry, we'll get there. I won't just do this. I won't just do this performance the whole time. It's just, I had to get out my aggression on him today. As I was reading it, I was just like, some people bitch about the dumbest shit. What is he even bitching about? It's so weird. Let me know your thoughts. Do you think I nailed his voice? Do you think he sounds exactly like that? Are you ridiculously offended? Do you agree with him on his Disney uh, viewpoints? Do you disagree? Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strayer. Leonard Kim in the Streamlabs says, hey, Dimple Tits. I hope you're doing well. Happy that you got dinner with Grammy. I love award shows, so I'll be watching on Sunday. I've only watched two of the Best Picture nominees, which is more than I usually watch. The hair looks beautiful. Leonard Kim, which two? And that's more than I usually watch. Wow, yeah, some people just don't. Some people just don't watch Oscar movies, and that's fine. You don't have to. Jake says, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Hurry before it gets deleted. Yeah, the fact that YouTube has started deleting when we put Streamlabs comments in because they want you guys to pay here because they know that they take 55% from us now. That's uh, how much they took from us last year. And Streamlabs does not. And going through PayPal and Streamlabs takes three percent just so ridiculous so thank you jake for putting that stream in here and fuck you youtube a big old fuck you youtube yes yes i'm talking about you a fuck you youtube all right Brittany says bro it's already gone fuck well you just gotta click in the link below or also just Streamlabs in any of those options you can type it in. You can click it in. Clickety-click. Any of that stuff. All right, moving on. Before we get to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I just want to say the Mortal Kombat reviews are in, and this shit does not seem... It seems kind of like exactly what I thought it might seem like, but it's not looking good from critics. They are, they are definitely reviewing this poorly. I didn't think that it would get... I didn't think that it would people would love this. I didn't think it was going to be the greatest movie, but I definitely thought I was going to have a fun time with it. I still kind of think I'm going to have a fun time with it. On Rotten Tomatoes, it officially has a 53% on the tomato meter, so that's a big old splat. 
It says critics consensus largely for fans of the source material, but far from fatal fatality flawed mortal Kombat revives the franchise in appropriately violent fashion. Let's see what some of the critic reviews are. Uh, my friend, Jeremy John says there is some fun to be had in it, but I want to see the next movie. And he actually gave it a tomato. So that's pretty good. He didn't splat it. Uh, from Rolling Stone, K. Austin Collins also gave it a tomato of three out of five. He said it's solid entertainment, refreshing, even for finding ways to navigate the familiar pivots on its own terms. Most importantly, it does what it what is ultimately its main job. It tees up for a sequel, and plenty of us will be eager to watch it. On the other side of things, CNN reporter Brian Brian Lowry says Mortal Kombat is a tolerable exercise in mythology and world building up to that point, but then the movie devolves into an extended training sequence and the story such as it is sort of grinds to a halt. All right. Bleeding cools. uh, Representative Caitlin Booth says moral combat has always been an intrinsically intrinsically intrinsically. How do you say that word? Intrinsically. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dumb idea. (laughs) Intrinsically dumb idea. (laughs) Intrinsically dumb girl. From a mythology standpoint, which is not a bad thing. And this new movie adaptation takes that dumb material too far. She gave it a 3.5 out of 10. That is a wolf. 3.5 out of 10 is low as shit. So a lot of intrinsic. Yeah, but why is it intrinsic when it's... It's throwing me off because it's spelled I-N-T-R-I-C-A-T-E-L-Y. That's how you spell intrinsic, intrinsically. There's no Z in intrinsically. Y'all let me know. Jake says I enjoyed Mortal Kombat for what it was. Oh, well, all right. You stayed up and watched? Did you watch this morning? I'm going to check it out. I'm still going to check it out. I, I like Mortal Kombat in general, so I certainly will try it. In the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Strayer, Leonard Kim says, Trial of Chicago 7 and Judas and the Black Messiah. Well, I love Judas. I'm going back and forth on Sound of Metal and Minari, courtesy to you. They're both so good. So good. Uh, Jake Yacoveta says, in the Streamlabs, so fuck the Google moderator team, but also, in a bit of fuck yeah news, my deadline that I've been busting my ass trying to meet today got pushed to Wednesday, so I ain't doing shit for the rest of today. That's awesome, Jake. Congratulations. I am happy for you, my friend. For everybody else, Streamlabs in, because we are about to start talking about, yes, you guessed it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is going to be a spoiler-filled review. So if you have not seen it, now is the best time to dip set. Dip set, dip, dip set. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, spoiler review is starting in the next few seconds. So get in your Streamlabs. Let me know your thoughts on this, your questions, your comments, concerns. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, so that we can get into these spoilers Streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. Goodbye to all that did not watch it. And I will talk to you guys soon. All right. Let's go. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yo. I thought this series was fucking awesome. God. 
The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was an awesome, awesome series. And the fact that it is, the fact that it is doing what, that WandaVision is nominated for limited series, but this is not, or that they are putting for consideration of the Emmys, they're putting this for dramatic uh, show a best drama and that's limited series makes me think that we're gonna get another season of this and i would really want to see another season of this because i loved what it did was it a perfect finale no and were there parts of it that i was like hmm what's going on here and i can kind of dive into those yes but in general did i think this stuck the landing yeah because i think that the through line of this show is really we have fucked people as a country as a world we are built on lies and we have fucked people. And that looks like so many different things. You might be fucked and you might turn into the flag smashers who, who were fucked because of the blip and then are fighting the fight that they want to fight. You might be fucked because of your race, like Isaiah Bradley and how he was a super soldier who this country owes a huge thanks to who never got his flowers does is not even remembered. You might be fucked like Sharon Carter. This country majorly fucked her. And then you might turn super duper evil, which we will talk about. You might be fucked like Falcon where he comes home and he still can't even afford his family's place to live because these superheroes are not getting these paydays and He's been fucked in so many ways, but he decides to use that for good. You might might be fucked, but like Bucky, who doesn't have who as the Winter Soldier didn't have the ability to control himself and is going on an apology tour for things that he did not do. This country is fucked. This world has fucked a lot of people, and you take that being fucked, and this episode shows how you handle it and what that looks like and what happens to a country and a world that's trying to deal with the ramifications of fucking everybody. And I think that this show really did a great job of showing us that. Now, breaking down the characters, uh, the, the Flag Smasher stuff during this episode was fine. I, I quickly... Uh, Carly took a nosedive for me in this series, and it felt like... Sam, I believe whatever Sam believes because he is our moral compass and Sam believed in her still, which made Bucky believe in her still. And we do get that moment where she apologizes as she's dying and she knows she hasn't done this the best way possible, but she still believes she was fighting the good fight and all the stuff with the flag smashers with the, what they were trying to do and the opening fight sequences and all that stuff that all worked enough for me. It wasn't my favorite part of the episode, but it all worked enough. And it gets, I, we get to see some really cool things with Captain America, because that's what we call him now. Uh, and as he's got his falcon wings still, and he gets to do all this stuff to save the day. So that was pretty cool to see. I also liked seeing Bucky team up with U.S. Agent, because I guess I'll call him that now. Because even U.S. Agent, who we hate, who's a dick, who's really fucked up, even he chooses the right choice in this episode by instead of going after Carly trying to save people's lives. And so we see that Bucky and Sam just continue to believe in people. And as long as you're showing up today as the best person you can be, they give people 
chances over and over and over again. So that was kind of wild. Sticking on U.S. agent. I don't know what's this part of the episode was confusing to me. As we see U.S. agent meet up with Julia Louis-Dreyfus at the same location they were last time, which is very obviously for technical reasons, because clearly they could only get her on set for one day. So they had to shoot those scenes in the exact same location, because why else did they go back to that Capitol building? But okay, as we're there, we get that the first scene with the Flag Smashers escaping with that wink, wink, nod, nod, whatever that guy says as the as the explode or the explosion not escaping explosion. Then we get that clip of Zemo watching that on the news. And then we get Julia Louis-Dreyfus being like, ah, it was a great move by Zemo, unless it was by me. And I was kind of like, what's happening here? Is Zemo escaping? Did she help him escape? How did, how did, how, how is this facilitated? What part does Val have in this? And I guess that that's fine. Cause even though it didn't tie bows on this, We'll see this more in the future. And this is the part that we have to remind ourselves. This is not a standalone show. This is a part of the MCU. And the fact that I didn't understand that today doesn't mean that I won't understand it in the future. I also need to rewatch this because there was a lot going on in this episode. So there might be more hints that I missed in this. So kind of put a, a little bit of a wrap on Val's character, on U.S. Agent's character, and on Zemo's character. I didn't even know that if we were going to see any of them in this episode. So it was nice that we at least got to see them in this episode we also put a wrap on carly's character and the flag smashers in general for now do i think we'll see the flag smashers again down the line yeah i do i do because i think that they're interesting they're an underground organization that clearly is going to keep coming to light and i think that disney marvel specifically is saying and and actually disney in general because star wars as well is saying watch our tv shows it will elevate your experience when you're watching the movies and so little things like the flag smashers making appearances in movies or at least being referenced, I think is going to start happening more and more because they're going to want people to have reason to watch their TV shows, to have these Easter eggs in their movies kind of thing. In terms of the other stuff that was going on in this episode, God, the I just want to talk about it because I want to talk about it. The Isaiah Bradley stuff was so, so unbelievably well done. The way that they integrated him through this whole story and used him as a medium for change and to pull on our heartstrings and to make us understand how this has been happening forever and that it hardens people in a way that they can never get back. But his interaction with Sam in this episode was so incredible. And the final reveal of the statue, I feel like, uh, who are you if you didn't tear up during that moment? We all want to be acknowledged for the things that we've done. I want to be acknowledged when I make a yummy meal. You know, if I cook somebody dinner and I, wa I want to be told like, this is such a great dinner. Imagine being a part of saving the world. Imagine being a super soldier. Imagine imagine being a hero or, or an agent for your government, whatever. And having nobody know who you are. You get no flowers. You're not remembered. You have to fake your own death to stay alive. And so I think this was a great alternative because while he was right that if he comes, if he was like, I'm here, it's me, I'm Isaiah, and this is what I did, that he would be a target, Sam being able to have the statue for him saying, nobody will forget you again, everybody will remember you forever, this is so huge. And it was such a great, beautiful, meaningful moment, especially because we just can't bury our history. 
We and when Sam says, you know, I have to do this for the people who we built. We built this country. We built this country. So I have to do it for everybody that built this country. And we see Isaiah who previously said no self-respecting black man would take on Captain America, would take on the mantle. And now he sees that Sam is doing it and he has respect for that. We get to see Sam reap the benefit of that and start to enact actual change. And so, oh God, that was such a huge, huge moment. It was absolutely incredible. And then obviously we've got the stuff on the, in New Orleans, the boat stuff. And then we get that title card which says Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And it is, it's official. We have a black Captain America. It's, he's fucking Captain America. And that was a sick feeling. I mean, just seeing that title card was like, yup, yup. That is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And as some, as they're filming him because he's doing all this dope shit earlier in the episode, somebody's like, look, it's, it's Black Falcon or whatever. And he's like, nope, that's Captain America. Or even when he, the first like minute of the episode when Sam comes flying in and somebody's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Captain America. It's like, that's fucking Captain America. It's fucking Captain America. It was really, really cool to see. The other big reveal of the episode, which it's hard to call a reveal at this point because all of you guys already knew it and I already suspected it, su suspected it is that the power broker is Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter's now back in the fold with the government, but she is a, a has her own agenda. She is now a supervillain, and the United States fucked her, and she is planning on fucking them back, and that is kind of the cliffhanger we are left on with the mid-credit scene. That's fine. I know a lot of people like this turn for her. I love Emily Van Camp. I was a huge Revenge fan. I think that as an actress, she can do anything. And so I'm excited to see what this looks like in the future. We're definitely going to be using her character more, obviously. But did I need her to be the power broker? Do I have some questions about that and what she wanted to do with Sam and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. So let's hear from you guys, Super Chat, Streamlabs. I want to know from you guys, what were your favorite parts of the episode? Did this really uh, stick its landing? Were you disappointed in the finale? I saw some people didn't like the action of it. For me, it really worked, but I would love to hear from you guys. Bryant Brawler says, I didn't tear up at all, Roxy. What does that statue do to help his life? I thought it was a nice gesture, but that, but just that, nothing more. Ah, interesting, Brian Brawler. Wow, I didn't feel that way at all. I think so many of us want to be remembered and want to be respected for what we did. And it's not about his life as he's living it right now on the planet. Because we already fucked that up. He was in prison for 30 fucking years. He did all of that for nothing, he felt. And now he did all of that and people have to acknowledge it and recognize what he fucking did. To me, oh, wow. It was so beautiful and moving. And he, even though it doesn't make up for all of the years of fucking horror that he faced, it's, it's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment in which people are talking about his history and that he fucking existed and they're not erasing him. Yeah, that really spoke to me. Really spoke to me. All right, going into the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer. What is it that you guys are talking about in here? Adrian Bailey says, hi, Roxy, how are you? I love the finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But one question I have, what are Marvel going to do with John Walker and Sharon Carter now that the show is over? Loving the Southern accent really, really... Sounds really hot. LOL. Yeah, super hot. Uh, love you, RJ. 
Now, I can do a, a sweet southern accent for a girl who's kind of cute and stuff. That was not my, like, southern accent. That was my, like, dickhead. He's a dickhead and he's just fucking Disney. Nope. Slip into it, Roxy. I hate you, Disney, and your stupid, woke-ass ways. <laughs> Adrian, I don't know what we're going to do with John Walker and Sharon Carter. I think that uh, Secret Invasion will be coming, and that might have something to do with this. I think that we will continue to see them, but where exactly and when exactly, I'm not sure. Glenn Caesar says, Roxy, I know it's kind of spoilery talk, but The Hollywood Reporter... Uh, the Hollywood Reporter reports that the head writer and show creator of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier is developing a fourth installment of Captain America film franchise. Spellman will co-write the script with Dallin Muson. Uh, is that how you say his name? Sorry if it's not. That's cool. I mean, I guess maybe that's the answer to the previous question. Mm, but maybe not. But that might be the answer for a new cap movie. Ah, that would be great. John Gramberg in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Jarrett says, Roxy, I thought this was a fun series and I really, in and I enjoyed the story it told. I really liked the title card at the end of the show. Me too. That really slapped for me, for sure. Bruce Banner in the Streamlabs with that big support. Thank you, Bruce says, sup Roxy, just wanted to say, I told you Glenn Sharon was the power broker. Glenn Sharon. Why do you call her Glenn Sharon? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, Bruce, you didn't tell me. Every person said it. I mean, literally everyone was saying that she was the power broker. I just think a lot of us didn't want to believe it because... Uh, oh, nope, can't pick that up. Didn't want to believe it because it was so obvious. And, you know, I think that that's a bit of a bummer for people that that was so... Um, that that was so... Like, whatever, you know? Uh, it was just so uh, lackluster, I guess would be the word. It wasn't, it's not that it didn't make sense. It was just kind of like a bland choice. So, yeah, everybody, everybody believed that. And I thought it was fine. Yeah, it was, it was fine. Oh, I told you, maybe you meant you told me and Glenn that Sharon was a power worker. But good predicting. Good prediction skills, Bruce. Jose Maxwell says, what Sam did for Isaiah was so beautiful, made me tear up. It was also great to see anti-hero in the universe with US agent. Totally. Can't wait to see more of him. Do you guys think after this, not based on the comics, do you think in this show, he's a villain or an anti-hero? I would love to know. Is, is US agent a villain or an anti-hero? John Walker. Sam's speech was awesome, and that suit is killer. I heard they're making Cap 4, but I want a series. What about you? I want Cap 4, and I want a series. I want both. Give me both. Give me both. See, now I'm just demanding it all. Glenn Caesar in the Streamlabs, streamlabs.com, slash Roxy Shire says, Roxy, it was spelled wrong in the review. There is no Z in the word intrinsic. I used the letter Z because it was just trying to be helpful to your pronunciation, LL. I love TFA, oh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier episode six. They basically did and showed everything that I was hoping for. Gotcha, gotcha. Glenn also says a power broker reveal. I don't hate what it turned out to be and who they made the power broker. I just would have preferred someone else a lot more of an explanation so that it seemingly made more sense. All super soldier flag smashers are all dead. I don't know that they are. I mean, we see the explosion, but I don't know that they are. We'll see. 
No one's ever dead unless we see the, all the bodies. And even then. Morse code Z in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, it's not just a statue. It displays, it's a display that tells the story of him and other people experimented on and it lays it out for anyone, for all to see and judge exactly Morse code. Robert Turner in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy says, episode six delivers so many moments, character arcs, and the journey was amazing. I agree. I love this show. I loved this series. I'm so happy with it and where it ended up. It just did it for me. It pulled out the feels and it did something that I didn't think Disney was willing to do. And yeah, yeah. A lot of you guys are saying anti-hero. I think all of you guys are saying anti-hero, not villain. Interesting. Oh God, did I hate fucking Carly when she said I don't kill people that don't matter. And was just thinking about, like, you can't say anybody doesn't matter. Every life matters. And that's what I knew. I was like, she is gone. She is gone. All right, that's about it for today's episode of Live at the Roxy. If you have any more questions, comments, concerns on Falcon and the Winter Soldier or anything else we talked about, please stream labs them in. If you are not watching this live, you can still stream labs in, and I will read it for our next show. Our next show is going to be on Sunday afternoon where we'll be talking pre-Oscars about what's going on. And then Sunday night on the World Girls, we'll be talking post-Oscars or actually kind of during Oscars possibly and all of that. Let's see what our last few comments coming in are. Jeff Aaron says, I have to try Streamlabs when I get back to my laptop. Hell yeah. I loved episode six. I cried. I'm not 100% that Sharon is really the power broker. You think she was just saying that? That would be weird. Well, that would be weird. Hmm. I don't know. I think that, that would be a little too much because why would she say it? You think she's protecting somebody? But they must have met so many times before. I mean, they must have interacted so many times before. It's just, I don't know. To each their own, though. You never know, Jeff. Like I just said, it's not a dead body until you see the dead body. She's not the power broker until the show decides for sure. In the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer, JD says, Good finale. Speaking of The Winter Soldier, I watched a wonderful new movie called Monday with Sebastian Stan that on rental, Sebastian was exposed his Winter Soldier penis a couple of times. Not gonna lie, Bucky is packing. How can you tell when somebody is... Well, alright. Okay. If you say so, then you say so, JD. Is it good? Not the penis. The movie. Monday. I've never even heard of it. Kim in the streamlabs, streamlabs.com slash Roxy Stryer says, where would you rank Falcon and Winter Soldier among the MCU movies and shows? I'd probably have a top 10, but I would need to sit down and really think about it. I don't think you compare TVs and, sh and movies because they're just so different from one another and has so much more storytelling to do. In terms of the shows, I liked this better than I liked WandaVision. I liked it better than I liked... Honestly, probably as much as I loved Daredevil and Jessica Jones, this... this it's up there for me. It's up there for me. And Punisher I loved too. Yeah, it's up there in the top couple shows that Marvel has ever done for me. It's really good. Really, really was good. All right. Let me know if you have any other thoughts as we are getting out of here. I will remind you guys, please comment on this video. Like it. Subscribe. If you haven't already, leave an Apple Podcast review or leave another one if you... If you so choose, I really appreciate that. Don't forget to make your bed, put down the toilet seat and the lid. We don't want those perfumes. Don't tremble the Holocaust. It's not fucking cool.
Brett, Miles, Jonathan, arrest the cops who killed Brown Taylor, all three of them for killing Brown Taylor. Blowing your internet. We all know how that works. Don't forget American history, the real American history. Teach your kids, all that stuff. Thank you to Disney, to Marvel, the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, to these incredible actors and actresses that made it all happen, to the writers, to the directors. Y'all know the deal. It was a great series, and I'm happy to talk about it with you guys. I'll be back on Sunday. Enjoy your weekend until then, and I'll see you guys soon live at the Roxy. Stay safe, stay sane.